Hi guys, it's me, Paula, and I pray. So welcome to Paula Praise, and this is a new podcast tonight. And what I want to share with you is, are you going through a trial right now? Are you being attacked by the enemy? I really feel strongly that tonight, the title of this message is Back Him Up. How do you back the enemy of your soul up when you're being attacked? I mean, there there have been times in my life I have been severely tested, but I have some good news for you tonight. I want to give you the Word of God, encourage you to get into God's Word, and I want to talk to you about the believer's rest, the rest of faith, and the peril of unbelief when you're in unbelief. You know, the Word of God in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person, of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. And that a creature exists, this is verse 13, that is concealed from his sight, but all things are open and exposed and revealed to the eyes of him with whom we have to give account. 14. Inasmuch then as we believers have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith and cling tenaciously to our absolute trust in him as Savior. Verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. Verse 16, Therefore let us with privilege approach the throne of grace, that is, the throne of God's gracious favor with confidence and without fear, so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in time of need an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone who's listening to this podcast right now, I pray they would hear your voice. They would not harden their heart, Lord. I pray you would rescue them, that you would come right now quickly, Lord Jesus, and you would help them in time of need, Lord. We approach your throne humbly, Lord, and we thank you, for ministering to everyone on this podcast today in Jesus name. Amen. The Bible teaches in Hebrews chapter 3 the peril of unbelief, Hebrews 3 verse 12. He says, "Take care, brothers and sisters, that there not be in any one of you a wicked unbelieving heart." So God considers unbelief a wicked heart which refuses to trust and rely on him, a heart that turns away from the living God. Verse 13, but continually, this is chapter 3, verse 13, but continually encourage one another every day as long as it is called today and there is opportunity so that none of you will be hardened into settled rebellion by the deceitfulness of sin, its cleverness, delusive glamour, and sophistication. Verse 14, for we believers have become partakers of Christ, sharing in all the Messiah has for us, If only we hold firm our newborn confidence, which originally led us to him until the end. While it is said today, while there is still opportunity, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart, as when they provoked me in the rebellion in the desert at Meribah. 
is quoting here from uh, Psalm 95, verse 7 and 8. So what Paul is talking about, I believe this, is the Apostle Paul that wrote this letter in Hebrews. I believe what he was saying, that um, when they came out of Egypt and they were led by Moses, he was very angry with them for 40 years. And why was he angry? Because they did not believe. They would not enter into his rest. So it is the rest of faith, the rest of believing God. That's what he's talking about here. And so we have... Jesus, the great high priest who's passed into the heavens and God has given us rest, the rest of, of time to believe him and get yourself built up in the word of God it is the word of God that will bring your answers so back him up what am I, mean, what am I meaning by that when I say back him up well first of all when, when we're attacked in our body, when we're attacked in our mind, when it, we have a spiritual attack, sometimes the problem is spiritual ignorance. Sometimes we don't know the Word of God. But I'm here to give you the Word tonight. If you're a blood-bought child of God, and you're, you're being robbed of a blessing because the enemy is continually robbing you or cheating you out of what is yours, you need to rightly know the Word of God, the, the Word of Truth, and you cannot remain blind or ignorant any longer to what God has paid for you already in His Son, Jesus Christ. So the child of God, you need to know what Jesus paid for at the cross and acquire this blessing right now in faith believing, which will unlock your inheritance. These rights are privileges, are benefits, and they're legally binding they're an agreement that God has between his one and only son, Jesus Christ. Our father has this agreement, and we believe and in this covenant God made with Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sin. We receive deliverance from all sorts of things, generational curses, generational iniquities, things that were passed down, attacks. Remember, Jesus went to hell for us. He was raised from the dead on our behalf. He didn't need to do this for himself. God raised Jesus from the dead. If you believe that, the Bible says you are saved. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, the result of sin, the separation from God, came through our enemy, Satan, and God's enemy who sinned from the beginning. He was the sinner. Satan is the sinner from the beginning. He's an outlaw angel rebel named Lucifer who was kicked out of heaven. He is the angel of death. He deceived um, Adam's wife, Eve, and he tempted her. And Adam fell into sin, and he knew well what he was doing. And that's when the curse was initiated. God promised then in the garden that he would send a seed of a woman that would break the devil's lordship, the Messiah, would come. We know Jesus Christ came. He was born of a virgin. We know when he was on this earth during his ministry, he did mighty miracles. We know he's sinless. He was a redeemer. He was a spotless lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. We know that he gave his children, those who are born of the Spirit of God, legal authority as ambassadors to use his name and his power and take back what the devil stole from you. So you've got to back the devil up. You've got to rule and reign in your home. You have authority in your own household. It's only through ignorance of the word of God and doubt and unbelief that keeps us or hinders us or blocks us from demonstrating the power of God in the earth. To receive a blessing, it starts really with the beginning of wisdom means. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. 
the fear of the Lord right now, to have a holy fear of him. Not rebel against him. Don't harden your heart against him. Don't blame God. If you're ready to gain wisdom t- today and tonight and receive understanding, then get ready because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and he'll bring you the word of God. If you will open the word of God up and allow it to come into your heart and penetrate your heart, just believe it, receive it like a child. How does a child receive something? They lovingly obey and they grasp it. And that's what you need to do tonight. You to humble yourself. You will come out of that darkness, come out of the ignorance, and you will rise up and you will back the devil up. There is an unseen realm. It's a spiritual realm. And I want to tell you something about this realm tonight, okay? And it's hard to talk about these things, but the only way you're going to enforce the devil's defeat is to stop lying and stop playing like a baby and ignoring the devil or pretending he doesn't exist, okay? There are two different things going on here. There are people who talk about the devil all the time and they're afraid of him, or they just talk devil talk, that's what I call it. And there's other people who ignore him and say, well, he will go away. If I don't bother him, he won't bother me. You are so ignorant of the word of God. You have no idea who you're dealing with, okay? The Bible tells us he is an enemy, and we are to be on the alert as watchmen. We are not to live our lives in fear. We are to live our lives in Christ, stay close to Jesus and his word. We are to pray, but we are to take authority and declare the word of God. It is written over him and the name and power given to us in Jesus Christ. We are to defeat him, okay? The entrance of God's word in your heart right now will bring life. You have power to overcome and defeat the enemy legally because Jesus Christ, that handwriting that was written against us, God blotted it out by the blood of Jesus. He he paralyzed the power of the enemy And he made an open show of him. He triumphed over him in the cross, all right? So the only way this can happen is if you take the time to put God's word in your heart and in your mouth and begin to speak it out. There's one thing that I think you need to understand is a principle of faith. And it's in Mark 11. And Jesus gave this faith principle in Mark 11, chapter Um, 11 verse 22 he said then Jesus answered them and said have faith in God he said I solemnly say to you whoever says to this mountain get up and throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt it all in his heart but has faith that what he says will take place shall have it so then I tell you Whenever you pray and ask for anything, have faith that it will be granted you and you will get it. And whenever you stand and pray, if you have anything against anybody, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your your sins or your shortcomings and trespasses. So there is a key to your prayers being answered, and that is you must have forgiveness. That doesn't mean that what was done to you is right. That doesn't mean that you're agreeing with someone who sinned against you. No, it means that you understand that you are a sinner, you were saved by grace, and you are to give grace. You are to grant that to others. So right now, in the name of Jesus, if you have ought against anyone, somebody owes you something, you feel like, I'm not going to forgive them. Well, you're in danger. You're in jeopardy if you do not forgive. Do you want your father to forgive you? Then you need to release that person now by faith. Father, forgive, and then say, I give that person over to you. 
The Bible says, Bless those who curse you who are cruel in their attitude towards you. Bless and do not curse them. So the Bible goes on to say in Mark eleven twenty seven that again they went in Jerusalem while they were walking, there were high priests and the high 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 priest and the scribes and elders came up and said, What sort of authority have you for doing as you do? Or who gave you this authority? So, you know, he was being challenged, Jesus, on the earth by these Pharisees and scribes and religious Judaizers and leaders at that time. They were challenging Jesus all that by what authority? Well, it's interesting. Jesus gave us authority. He gave after he died and went to hell and took our place and came out of that grave. God raised him from the dead. The Bible said he appeared to many. He appeared to Mary Magdalene. He appeared to his disciples and to the 11. And he actually reproved them for their lack of faith and their stubbornness of heart because they did not believe. So when he came back from the grave, he didn't get appear to them and say, how do you feel? I'm so sorry. He didn't get down and, 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 and act um, pitiful with them because they were afraid. They were locked up in their room because they thought the Jews were going to come after them as well. He, he rebuked them for they did not believe when the women told them they had seen the Lord. Okay, He said, you must go all into the world, all over the world, and preach this good news to all the creation. He who believes and is baptized... He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And the following signs will accompany or will attend those who believe. Again, we're talking about believing, not having a hard heart, having faith. By using my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues or languages. They will. It says then they will take up snakes in their hands, and even if they drink anything poisonous, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. So the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was caught up into heaven, and he took his seat at God's right hand. And it says they went about, and they preached everywhere, while the Lord kept on working with them, confirming the word by signs that followed. So speaking in tongues is a following sign. Laying hands on the sick is a sign. Driving out demons is a sign. Okay? So again, he says, he who does not believe will be, he said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe, it will he will be condemned. So it, there's not a middle road here. You either believe and you're saved or you are not believing. But many of you believe. You are believers. So what is the problem here? The problem is, that you have to have faith in God's word and begin to speak in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and back the devil up. Begin to rebuke him in the name of Jesus. You must be convinced right now. There's no fast or quick way of doing this, but you have to build your faith in the word of God. The word of God, again, is powerful. It's active. It's sharper. It's alive. It's discerning the intents of the heart. What is going on? It's the motive of the heart, okay? All right? If you have sickness and disease and everything going on in your body, you can win this spiritual battle. We've got the divine warrior, the God of all the earth. We've got him on our team, okay? So he can pulverize those demons of infirmity that are attacking your body or your mind or your emotions, all right? You only have this time on earth to glorify God, so stop wasting time 
take correction. Don't be, don't, don't get into false teaching or false teachers who haven't received the right, or have the wrong counsel, I should say. They don't understand or have not rightly divided the word of truth. So take action. Release your faith through your word. Just like he said, say to the mountain, speak to it. Back the devil up and out of your life, in your home. When you enforce his defeat, you know, you're going to win. You, 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 like, govern him by the power and blood of Jesus. You're no longer a slave to him. He has lied. He has stolen. He's manipulated and cheated you out of so many things. So he, it's time for you to rise up tonight in the name of Jesus Christ and overcome like God promised you. But you have to come to God. If you have been far away from him, God wants to bring you back. He's near to the brokenhearted. He's near to those who are crushed in spirit. All right. But I do want to share one thing with you about the gift of discerning of spirits. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that's where Paul, the apostle, talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All right? These gifts are supernatural gifts given. Once you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, according to Acts chapter 2, you know, Jesus told his disciples, wait for the Father's promise. John baptized in water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So on the day of Pentecost, they waited in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit came like a tsunami. The Bible says like a wind, like a mighty wind, and he also came like manifested manifestation like fire. So wind and fire. And then he also came and gave them a heavenly language, a prayer language, and a glorifying God. It's a language of heaven, I call it. The tongues that they received were supernatural utterance. Okay, they glorify God. Now, these are signs of believers, right? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, these signs, these gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. Okay, and one of those gifts is the gift of discerning of spirits to know what spirit is operating, whether it's an evil spirit, whether it's someone's human spirit, or whether it's an angelic spirit, God's spirit. You know, it could be an angel, it could be God's spirit. You know, you sense the presence of the Lord, or you sense the presence of an angel. You know, we're not to talk to angels. Angels come to minister to us for those who are heir of, heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. They come with messages, they come to protect us. So we can sense the ministering angels around us at times. And we can also know by the Holy Spirit in us again whether an evil spirit is present. Now, and I was really young, and I received the Lord. I was I received Him when I was in college. Uh, someone had given me a book. I read it, and I didn't know the terminology of salvation. I didn't know. I hadn't read a Bible before, and so uh, someone gave my dad a Bible, and I got it out and read it all summer. And I then got engaged a year later and got married. So I married very young. I didn't finish school, but I married. I finished school later on, but I didn't finish school then. And I got married and moved away. And my husband was starting his career. Now, I got saved and I went to a prayer meeting and I was involved with these seminars called Life in the Spirit Seminar where I was learning about the Holy Spirit. And I was really growing. I was reading my Bible. I was praying. But at that time, we didn't have the internet. Remember, they didn't have cell phones. And my husband would go on these business trips. He was building his career and, you know, he was brand, we were brand new, you know, married. We were very young. 
And so he would go away like to San Francisco or California and he could be gone all week and I would maybe talk to him one time and that would be it. So I worked in a job and I had my friends and I remembered I was working um, and I got involved with this theater group and I was, you know, tried out for this play. It was like a local play and I got a part. And then I also remembered that I was um, kind of flirting around a little bit and kind of backing away from reading my Bible and and other things. I wasn't, I had no idea that there was a devil really or anything bad could happen. I had no idea about the spirits of darkness or there was even, a, there was an unseen realm that talk, talks about where there's demons operating. I had no idea about these things. I was very ignorant spiritually, all right? But I had to learn something the hard way, and I still, to this day, I will never forget it. And it's hard to find words to describe this, but I'm going to share it with you because the Lord wants you to know this, and you need to be aware of this as a watchman, and you need to be a prayer warrior in your life, for your life, and for others as well. You're praying for and your family and friends and, and coworkers and everyone God puts in contact in your life with you. So um, I was... It was at this job. I worked for Estee Lauder, and I was in the mall. And there was a guy there. He was a really nice guy I met. It was just a friend kind of thing. But I was kind of attracted to him, I admit that. But nothing happened between us. But my husband was traveling. I was a newly married, you know, fairly married a year. And I remembered that this guy was kind of cute, and he was talking to me. And I kind of was thinking he was kind of cute. And I remember that was just a temptation, but I didn't think much of it. And every time I'd go out to the mall to take a break, he was there. So I remembered coming home and thinking, you know, I was alone. I was feeling lonely. I was thinking, I wonder if that guy's available. And I thought, that's crazy. I'm married. I'm not interested in him. But these temptations were coming to me. Now, at the time, I didn't know this was an attack. I had no idea this was an attack. So I had friends who were in this prayer group that I was in, but I had kind of fallen away from it because I was, you know, I was getting tempted away, right? Other things were happening in my life. And I didn't realize that I wasn't protected. I had no idea. So, but I did love the Lord and I'd given my heart to him and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm just telling you, these things can happen. Nothing happened. I'm just giving you what happened at the time to me and I'm sure you can relate to things in the same way but maybe not this way I'm going to share with you so why did the Lord give this to me Uh, to this day I I think he had I don't know he had to give me a rude awakening it had to be very rude and it had to be somewhat really frightening for me to stop so I was, you know, in my apartment and I called this friend who and her husband, her husband, they had a couple kids, but she was older that I wasn't able to sleep in my apartment. And I just couldn't figure out why, you know, it was like, I was so tormented. I was afraid. I, I thought, what's wrong with me? You know, all these fears from my childhood were coming back to me and I was feeling alone. And like I said, I was thinking, I, you know, wanted to do something on the weekends, but I didn't go to the prayer group and, and I was just frustrated and upset. And I wasn't taught, my husband wasn't calling me. He was working, he was traveling. So I was kind of lonely and, and I was idle and I wasn't reading my Bible. 
And so I had, again, I'm telling you, I did not, I was not aware of the spirits of darkness that were coming after me. I had no idea. I really was ignorant of these things. And I'm honest about it, but I know y'all can relate to this. And I know most of you can tell me a story or two. But this is truth, and this is so serious, guys. So here I am in my um, little flat there. And um, I called this friend, and she came over. I go, I can't, I can't sleep. I haven't slept. So she said, I'll just stay over. Well, even with her there, and you know, she kept the light on all night. I still could not sleep. I was just tormented. There was something tormenting me, but I didn't know what it was. I remember at one point just crying out in my heart to God, like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I actually heard myself say that, the very words Jesus said on the cross. Like, God, why have you turned your back on me? And so I I had sinned against the Lord. I had hurt him, apparently, because I was... The door had been left open, but little did I know that those demons, those this power of the enemy was from my past. Even though I was a child of God, I was definitely saved. I was being picked off, and I didn't know I could back the devil up in the name of Jesus and rebuke him. I had no idea about the authority of the believer. And This is what I'm trying to get over to you. So I was in my apartment. And I called my brother, and I had an older brother who was in town, and he came over. I was telling him I was afraid, and I couldn't sleep. He came over, which I wasn't close to my brother, but he came over with his friend. The first thing that happened was they were kind of walking around, and they walked over to this bookshelf, and they pulled out all these books that I had in my bookshelf. One was on, like, handwriting analysis. The other was on astrology. One was on palm reading. These are all things of the occult. And by the way, I didn't know this. They are strictly forbidden by God in the Bible. I didn't know this. I just had them in the house. I wasn't reading them. They were from a time in my life when I read those books. But I wasn't interested in them. But man, when you have that kind of stuff around, you need to clean your house of anything that has any appearance of new age, spirituality, you know, false religion, the occult, the darkness of, of, of the enemy in your life. You need to clean that stuff out. There was, there was a reason why the enemy had a right or access to come in. So temptation doesn't do it, but he can attack you when you have objects and things in your home. I didn't know that. I was suffering. I was really sick at the time. And when this friend came over with my brother, he laid hands on me and I felt I was healed. And he asked me a question. He had those books. He goes, Jesus wants to know, do you want these books? It was almost like, no, I don't want those books. Get them out of here, you know, take them out. And he did. I said, throw them away. I don't want them. And he, and he had the Bible in his other hand. And I said, I want God's word. You know, I want the Bible. And so I wanted the Lord, but I still couldn't find peace. I had no rest. So finally, uh, my husband got home. It was a whole week. He was gone for a whole week, and I still didn't rest. He told me he could barely get a plane out of San Francisco. He was having so much trouble. We were very young at the time. And he just came in like, I don't know what time of the morning. It seemed like it was like 1 a.m. or something. He just said, I am so tired. I was so glad he was home because I hadn't slept. 
and he just crashed like went to bed and I was so happy I'm gonna lay down finally I just started falling asleep just like just to go to sleep and suddenly I woke up and I felt like someone was standing to the right of me by my bed now that's a weird thing for anything you know to have anything like that to happen to anyone so I opened my eyes and I looked and there was a man like all I can describe to you is he was in another realm but I glanced at him and he looked at first like absolutely gorgeous beautiful like a man but then I looked into his eyes for a second and I can't find English words to describe this but hate is not a strong enough word when he looked at me he was so hateful I like he would kill me there was a saying remember looks could kill if looks could kill he could and at that moment it felt like something was pressing around my neck and choking me and I was paralyzed like I could not move I could not scream and I remember the first thing I did was I just cried out in my heart I cried out for Jesus I said Jesus Jesus, and when I said his name, bam, it was broken, the paralysis left, he left, and I finally went to sleep. Now, I was very disturbed about this experience, and I was very troubled over it. I was like, wow, that I would call that chastisement from the Lord, because seriously, I was so disturbed by this vision, but this vision was an open vision. This was not a dream. So there, this was an open vision. My eyes were wide open. I saw this spirit, this demonic. I believe it was the devil. and But the, the evil in this demonic spirit was beyond human comprehension. His hatred for, for you. His hatred for me. His hatred for children of God. I cannot find word to describe it. That was a very shocking... <laughs> experience but the lord showed it to me in in first uh, corinthians 12 it's the gift of discerning of spirits now i'm not trying to scare you but i'm saying jesus christ the son of god is greater than the devil he defeated him for us and so the only way you're going to back the devil he's a bully and he will try you if you will not resist him the bible says submit yourself to god First, you've got to repent of your sin. Resist the devil and he will flee from you, but you have to rebuke him. You back him up and govern him by the power and authority given to a child of God in the name of Jesus. This is not for the faint-hearted. It's not to be played around with. But I would just pray for you that you would study the word of God. You would study authority in the name of Jesus. I was reading from Mark 16, also from Mark 11 on faith and in the book of Hebrews I was reading to you from Hebrews and you need to study God's word and know the authority God has given you you can overcome any problem you know no longer does God want you to be cheated or stolen from you know you could you could even be stolen from by listening to so-called well-meaning preachers who have doctrines that are not from God that have their own man-made doctrines doctrines from a denomination of their church you know and they ignore the word of god and they don't obey the word of god they're not submitted to the word of god 
They don't know the authority of the believer. They don't believe in the gifts. Of the, they don't believe in the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, speaking with other tongues. They don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is, I'll tell you, you need every single gift God has for you right now. You need to ask God, if you're a child of God, you've repented of your sins. You need to ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit and power as they did on the day of Pentecost and ask God to give you different gifts that you will need. There's many listed there in 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul the Apostle talks about the gifts of the Spirit. There are diversities of gifts and administrations, but it's the same Lord. You know, to one is given. He says a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, the working of miracles, the gift of faith. He talks about discerning of spirits to know what spirit is speaking or operating. And I have been in other situations where this gift was in operation, and I'm telling you, this is a supernatural gift. This is not the gift of suspicion. This has nothing to do with that. It is It is something that happens, that God reveals you, opens up the vision to you. You cannot do this yourself. This isn't of human origin. God, There's no way I could have seen into the realm of the Spirit that night and let the Lord letting me know who my enemy was. Basically, what he was teaching me, it's a very hard lesson, okay? It was that I have an enemy. And after that, I began to study the Word of God, and I found teachers who taught on the authority of the believer. One of them at that time was was, was an older prophet. Well, his name is Kenneth E. Hagen. And I began to, to, to buy his material and read it and study it and listen to his broadcast on the authority of the believer, and there were other teachers as well, and it changed my life. I began to study the Word of God, I began to get into prayer, and I began to defeat the enemy. If you've been tormented in your sleep, or you've had problems in your past, there was um, the occult involved, you were involved in anything that has to do with the occult, you know, the dark side, you need to repent of that, and you need to ask God to deliver you, and also he will do it in the name of Jesus because he understands and he knows. He wants you free, and he wants you to back the devil up. So I just pray for you that you will receive this message, and I pray it will be a blessing. There is a way that you can message me when you get this podcast. You can actually send me a message. And if you can send it through that way, you can also email me. At Paula, it's P-A-U-L-A, praise, P-R-A-Y-S, now. Paula praise now at gmail.com. And please email me and let me know that you love this podcast, okay? So I'm signing off for now, and God bless you. Thank you for being with me. Bye.